Hey, this is Sanchez 405 from the On the Warpath YouTube channel, and you're listening to the HTTC Podcast. What is up? And welcome back to the HTTC Podcast. Here are your hosts, Freddie Ham and Parker Hamm. What is up, Commander Nation, and welcome to the HTTC Podcast, where we hail together and talk commanders. It's your boy, Hot Take Freddie, along with my co-host, Pipe Bomb Parker Hamlet. What's up, Parker? Third time's a charm. Freddie is hydrated. He hit the red button. Yeah, we had to uh, call the mulligan. We're calling the mulligan. Yeah, I mean, yeah. is, is anything sacred in HTTC once it goes red, man? And no. I, I just full disclosure say, to all of our listeners, I, I fucked up. That, that was on me. That was on me. Well, the good news is is that it's it's week one. The vibes are immaculate. Right? We're going to be at a sold-out FedEx field. And someone who's also going to be there just might be in our presence so I'm, I'm ready to talk all things cardinals and commanders man let's get into it yeah our uh, our guest today i don't think he would ever forget to uh hit the record button not with the not with the youtube channel he's got and that is our very good friend and key contributor all season long to the HTTC podcast, my very good friend, the Sanchez, Sanchez 405, Corey Sanchez from the On The Warpath YouTube. What's up, Corey? Well, I was about to channel my Lionel Rich and say, Freddie, you once, twice, three times a podcast recording. But I You want to tell the listeners what y'all are talking about so that they know? Well, Freddie, you know, look, we got a lot, you got, we all got a lot of stuff going on up in life, right? Hey, we make mistakes. That's why the good Lord made put erases on pencils. That's why we got white out. That's why um, politicians have lawyers and, and everything like that. So we can just get rid of that. And that's why the men in black had them little um, things that flashed uh, people's memory swipe. So, you know, it's all good. We forget about yeah. it. Second episode of the year. So I'm not. I'm not with it quite in the swing of things, so yeah, I forgot to hit the record button. It's not like I've been podcasting for five years, but I forgot to hit the record button. That's neither here nor there. Let's get into some real shit, like the Final 53, which everyone's been talking about all week, so I don't want to spend too, too long on it, but first off, I just want to say, Dax Milne, fuck you. Fuck you, fuck you, and suck cock! And that's all the time that I'm giving him on the show this week. The 53, nothing really surprised me there. I don't think there was any big surprise for anybody. Uh, the Kaz Allen thing, you got to secure that ball, man. But he's on the practice squad. I think that they'll develop him. And I, if he can if he can catch it and hang on to it, I think he could be, you know, I think he could be a difference maker in the return game, which we haven't had. And I believe we still don't have. So, I mean, that that pretty much it is what it is. Um. Really, really happy for Andre Jones. I think he's way ahead of KJ Henry. I don't think that that was part of the plan, but I mean, it's just one of those things. We, we kind of have a wealth of riches at defensive end, I believe, even with the Chase Young injury. And I actually kind of think that uh, this whole, I mean, you can say what you want about the brain trust here, but it's looking smarter and smarter, not uh, extending that fifth year option to Chase Young. And if you go and you uh, listen to um, and go check out, um, my uh, old uh, co-host, uh, Andy Lockhart, Scouse Andy, shout out to Scouse over there on the bunker. Uh, he knows a lot about rehabbing these injuries and this whole thing. And he was telling me, you know, it's a lot more serious than they really let on. And it's one of those things that it's really difficult to come back from. And they're probably really, really 
concerned about it because it's not just on like a normal ACL injury. So ACL, MCL, what you know, whatever the fuck, whatever L it was, taking the L. I don't, I don't know. I've gotten way too used to seeing him on the sidelines, and that's something I really thought about while I was at training camp. So. Uh, obviously, Terry's in question for week one, and Chase Young's now in question for week one. And The Terry toe I'm, thing really scares me. Yeah, and notice that the Chase Young stinger doesn't, so I think that does say a lot about that fifth-year option you already mentioned. That does. That I mean, that, that says it all right there, doesn't it? No, it's dead on the money, man. And, I mean, honestly, it, this is a very intriguing game, and it, it's kind of deja vu because you look at last year, you know, heading into week one against Jacksonville, the vibes were, of course, immaculate then. We still had that absolute cornball of an owner and i'm not even going to start the coin jar on saying his name but with that being said i mean this this looks like a very beatable bottom of the barrel franchise we're taking on uh and and while we talk about this franchise i think i'm gonna go to the sanchez first and, and ask him about this Corey, how do you feel about the arizona cardinals going into week one because i mean my whole thing is Corey, is like these are still professional athletes and these are you know human beings and you know you still have to go out there and play the game but you know washington's now being kind of heralded as like this media darling almost just there's a plethora of good pr coming the team's way and you know it's kind of like the foot the shoes on the other foot now like we're not the laughing stock but do you think people are kind of sleeping on this cardinals team going into week one i, I think that's a conversation we should just go ahead and get out of the way now hell yeah. no yeah, I mean, to be honest with you, we still, in my eyes, are still that la laughing stock until we can prove it on the field. We've proven off the field that we can get it right. But, I, I mean, you know, Arizona's here and, like, Washington, this is going to be a coronation for Washington as they turn the page from he who shall not be named anymore. So, I, I mean, and, you know, Jonathan Gannon was in the NFC East for the last two years as the Eagles um, – Defensive, defensive coordinator. coordinator yeah so he, and he was three and one against us and those defenses dominated and, and cut us down a couple of times when we needed. i think there was only one time we scored over 20 points and that was in that monday night football game against him but yeah, if but he was running it, defense against a scott turner offense i mean it's a totally different thing no freddie that's an nfl don't offense tell me it don't mean it. nothing it do mean and that and nothing. see that's the thing you bring up the fact that it's an nfl offense i mean we're sitting here laughing uh, uh, about dobbs and tunes and who at who quarterback could... though with who they still, I mean, they, but but don't don't teams say the same thing about Taylor Heineke when he be, before he beats the Eagles? You know, I gotta get this in right now, okay? Because I was I was gonna save this for later in the season. I can't believe that I'm breaking this out week one of, of the NFL season, our second episode. But all right, I gotta put this down. Can I put it down? Yeah, man. All of us come Go a little down. early. You're good. All right, all right. So this is a segment I like to call "Who the fuck is that guy?" Who the fuck is that guy? And this week, it's it's two guys. Who the fuck are these guys? I'll tell you who they are. They're Arizona's two quarterbacks because they fucking cut Colt McCoy because they're really they're really tanking. They don't tell me that they ain't tanking. They are fucking tanking. In well, it's his first season, tanking for two was tanking for CTE. That's all that was. You can't, but, but you can't tank though. Like they're terrible anyway. I mean, it just I don't know where the Cardinals are going, but they're incompetent. So I don't think they're smart enough to actually tank. They're just a bad organization. You want to talk about how bad the organization is? It's like I was saying before. Who the fuck are these guys? You want to know who they are? They're Josh Dobbs and Clayton fucking Toon. Josh Dobbs 
was drafted in 2017 as a fourth round pick and he he hadn't worked out anywhere he is the definition of a journeyman a washed journeyman he got drafted in pittsburgh jacksonville went back to pittsburgh cleveland detroit tennessee back to cleveland and now here in arizona and he's only been on the team for like a couple of weeks oh brother this guy stinks and then you got Clayton Toon, which you've drafted in the in the fifth round. And he had decent college numbers playing at fucking Houston. Who gives a shit? Who the fuck is that guy? No, yeah, I mean that's a forty touchdown, four or five thousand yard passer you're talking about there with Mr. Clayton Toons, Freddie. You might want to put some respect on it. But no, in all seriousness, like this is an interesting conversation because like as fans, obviously, we're gonna have this almost blind homerism about our own team. But, you know, what is the national media perspective? I mean, we're sitting here crapping on tombs, but the average NFL watcher is going to look at Sam Howell and see him as a fifth-round pick. Mm. I mean, really, you know? I mean, I don't know. I just think the inverse of the conversation is definitely interesting heading into this matchup. Yeah, but I don't feel like I have to give respect to one in order to be – it's like you got to be entitled to give respect to one, you got to give respect to the other. I don't feel like I need to do that. Look, man, I mean, I watched some funny gaming clips, but that was about it. But I was really <laughs> thinking about it. I was really thinking about it. Like, how serious of a threat are they? What happens if they just aren't? What happens if we just go into FedEx Field and absolutely wipe the floor with these boys, and it's exactly what we think it's going to be? We 100% I mean, will. this is a bottom three, you could argue – bottom of the barrel franchise and i mean just do like a a brief overview i mean really i mean they're projected to be the last winless team i think it's plus 400 DraftKings has them at three and a half wins and no one else in the league has a win total of less than six and a half they've got two top three picks next year six total picks in the top 100 i think 26 million in cap space that they're not even using 47 million in dead money I mean, this has just been an absolute dumpster fire since Arians left in 2017. And you just shit can Cliff Kingsbury. And like he said, you got the Mandalorian's little buddy sitting at quarterback. I mean, don't get me wrong. It looks like he's on trend nowadays. But, I mean, really, like, we're used to being the laughing stock of, of the National Football League. But I really, honestly, just observation-wise, have not seen a roster or just franchise as bottom of the barrel slash poverty as the Cardinals look heading into this matchup. And I, not I'm not going to lie to you guys, as much optimism as there is, it's the complete inverse if you lose to this just absolute squad yep. of scrubs. It all goes away. If, it, if, if Josh Dobbs starts up. this game, you're talking about a quarterback who's been in the league since 2017, has only thrown for two touchdowns, has three interceptions, and he's a demon that's going to be exercised his career path. <laughs> His, his career-long uh, <laughs> passer rating is 66.6. Fun fact about Josh Dobbs is he's got more touchdown passes than eyebrows, so just remember that. Oh, man. Shoot. He's got two. He's got two touchdown passes. He ain't got more. He's got, he got, no, he's he got don't more have He don't have no eyebrows, though, Freddie. Shit. Oh, he draws them on. Oh, he needs to start drawing them on. Oh, gosh. It's absolutely crazy stuff, and just a – just poverty is really the only word I think of when I think of the Cardinals. And I don't even feel like I'm being disrespectful. I just think that's the truth. You're not being disrespectful. This is a trash-ass team full of Jags. They ain't, got, they ain't got nobody. They got nobody on defense. None. Name one. You get nothing. You lose. I, I hope Baker. you don't think Buda Baker's going to do shit for you. He ain't. You can't. And he's begging to get off the island because it's going to yeah. basically be him chasing the entire opposing offense every single game. I mean... Pass rush, this team is tied for 23rd in sacks last year. J.J. Watt and Zach Allen, they're not there anymore. And, you know, they sorry, were a half what? of the team's 
Exactly. They were half of the team's production right there. So, I mean, you don't have anybody can hit the quarterback. You've got a third and a sixth rounder starting at corner on a defense that already allowed 31 points per game. I mean, Marco Wilson's a decent corner. You already mentioned Buda Baker. But I, I, I'd go out and say that, you know, before kickoff on Sunday, this is the worst defense in the league by a large margin who just traded Isaiah Simmons, who was supposed to be one of their, you know, prized horses heading into this season. So, I mean, just – Really, like, there are no redeeming factors for this Arizona Cardinals team, despite maybe their offensive line and the run game. You got James Conner, who's had 700 yards, what, the last three years? But this is still a franchise, coaching-wise, that was only averaging 20th in yards per carry and rushing attempts. So, I mean, you know, this is a team that's going to be playing from behind a lot, so they're not really, really going to be able to run the ball. So, I mean, just honestly, man, from an X's and O's standpoint, this team is fucking terrible. I mean, I got to give a little bit of credit to James Conner. James Conner, low-key, low-key pretty good. And I loved his story coming out of college. Um, but, yeah, no, nah, he, he ain't going to do shit. Not not against the defense that he's coming in to play against. I'm, commander's defense is for real. And I, you know what? I'm just going to put it down. I got a hot take already. So hot. My hot take. We're going to beat this team by at least three scores. By at least three touchdowns. I'm going to call it right now. At least 21 points all right straight up like if we don't come out of this not just winning but i mean completely embarrassing this team then something's wrong like i I don't i don't care i don't care that we have a quarterback in his first year starting i don't care that we've got a thrown together offensive line with a lot of question marks i don't care that our quote-unquote best edge rusher which i mean i don't even know if i agree with that might not play in this game that our number one wide receiver might not play because he's got turf toe because we got another number one wide receiver i talked about it last week in jahan dotson i mean to me it's it's more about it's like, what can you do to lose this game? And I don't want to go down that road. That's the better feel, question, honestly. I don't want to go down that mm-hmm. because, you know, the old team, that's what the old team did. The old team found new and interesting ways to lose games. You know what I'm saying? That all being said, Corey, you're going to be bringing this to us all season long. Your very own segment, which we are going to be calling Corey's Keys. Corey's keys to the game. Tell me, Corey, what are the keys to victory week one against Arizona? Yeah, I mean, I think you got to stick to what you've been doing uh, last year, right? That's like stopping the run, getting the, getting pressure to the quarterback. Uh, we don't know who it's going to be. Now, I will tell you this. I got to see Josh Dobbs play in person once last year, and that was in Nashville where he really was thrown into the starting job. He didn't do bad against Dallas's defense, but uh, – you know, he leaves a lot to be desired. And he was a good college quarterback, but that doesn't always translate to the NFL. So whoever it's going to be, whether it's going to be Clayton Toon, if it's going to be him, uh, Josh Jobs, you got to get to the quarterback. You need to be sacking these guys at least. You need to set a record. Like, we, we, we should have like 10 sacks uh, with how dominant this defensive line is. Uh, I'm looking forward to Jack Del Rio getting a little creative. Uh, and, and then on Eric Bieniemy's side, I think you need to throw the ball across the yard. You got to get and mix up the run, beat them, um, beat them with Brian Robinson Jr. So uh, that's one thing. Physical football, fast physical football. That's the key to the game here for the commanders. And a fun fact, right? We have not lost to this team at FedEx Field since it was Jack Kent Cook Stadium back in the year of our Lord, 1998. Jake Plummer 
led the way for the team as they went on to sweep our then Redskins uh, that season. But that's the last time they have won uh, at FedEx Field. Other than that, it's been straight up dubs for the boys in Burgundy. And you know, a lot of people, some of the old heads who might listen to this show, go back to when the Arizona Cardinals and the, the Phoenix Cardinals were in the NFC East. Yeah, we used to play them twice a year. I remember those days. I know you. I, I know um, Parker might be too young to remember those days, but I, I, I think you do too, Freddie. You remember those days? Yeah, Par- yeah no, those Parker's same, those same people. Those those same people you're talking to are mad that Morgan Wallen's wearing a Sean Taylor Commanders jersey. So, yeah. Parker, when they're, were you born? Two thousand two. Ninety-seven, jackass. Ninety-seven. That's right, but it's, I mean, you know, hey, leave Parker alone. He's too busy directing that Longwood football program. I told you. Oh that. my God! <laughs> Look, man, He's we need some more fun. And... Undefeated. It's undefeated. So. Oh no, no, no. <laughs> it's undefeated, undefeated. but it don't mean can't shit. lose. Can't lose if you never play. I mean, See, that, obviously, because there's somebody thinking to think that actually is the truth. Look, man, there's there's some boys. I mean, they're just not. We're not cut like those guys down from Dumfries or up from Dumfries, whatever, whichever direction. You can never be disappointed. That's yeah, I mean, true. I think the Longwood football team would fare better against the Commanders than the Arizona Cardinals will. If that's anything I've learned from from evaluating this matchup, it, it is definitely that. But I mean, your keys to victory on the money, man. I mean, this is. I mean, just in the mud, really. I mean, yeah. you lose DeAndre Hopkins too. I mean, Zach Ertz is really the only guy in this matchup has ever historically given this team fits and. I don't know how the fuck he's even going to get the ball thrown to him properly. I mean, decent O-line. I mean, I just, man, it, it's really hard to find anything positive to say about this team on the field, and I'll get to it, but certainly off the field as well. I mean, why don't we just get to it right now, Parker? You're on a roll. Tell, tell me what you're thinking. I want to know what you're thinking, boy. If you want to know what I'm thinking, then uh, go ahead and cut the mu- or, or drop the music. Let's just get right into it. <laughs> Talk about this trash-ass head coach. Is that where you're going with this? Look, man, this week's pipe bomb. You know who I'm coming for. I mean, the writing's on the wall. Mr. Gannon had to replace a 4-13-led Cliff Kingsbury organization last year as the head coach. As uh, Mr. Sanchez already mentioned, two years with the Philadelphia Eagles on the resume. Uh, but, yeah, Mr. Jonathan Gannon, new head coach for the Arizona Cardinals. Some of you might know him as Murr from Impractical Jokers. I mean, this absolute cornball makes Mike McDaniel look like Malcolm X. I mean, th- this is some crazy unseasoned cornball activity we got going on from this head coach here. I mean, this guy is such a joke that the Eagles actually left him in Arizona after the Super Bowl. He's got former players tweeting about him, CJ Garner Johnson being the latest talk, questioning his leadership and his coaching ability. But I mean, for God's sakes, the Cardinals social media team. They, they set this guy up. I mean, they really put a, a, a spotlight on just how uninspiring this guy really is. If you guys don't know what I'm talking about, go check out Jonathan Gannon's quote-unquote pep talk he gave to the team. I mean, it, it obviously went viral, and I, I still can't believe the social media team actually uploaded this. And on top of that, honed in on the players who looked like they were falling asleep. And I mean, some of the taglines from this pep talk are just absolutely just cringe and the opposite of bulletin board material this is not a guy i would want to play for in fact he's an absolute clown you know i mean uh, then he goes and meets with the players which it's even worse i mean he's sitting there rubbing up on old kyler and his pecs he's got now and it's just absolutely awkward he's doing sound effects and the look on rondell moore's face said everything 
But just to kind of put a cherry on top of it, Mr. Gannon mentioned that he's not naming a starting quarterback going into this Sunday because he wants a quote-unquote competitive advantage against the Washington Commanders at FedEx Field. Well, let me just go ahead and give Mr. Gannon a newsflash. Every team that plays against the Arizona Cardinals in 2023 is going to have a competitive advantage because you guys are ass. But that is all I got on this week's Parker's Pipe Bomb. Gannon's a cornball. Commanders by 30. Commanders by 30. Just trying to one-up me, Parker. Damn it. (laughs) I just don't see it happening any other way, man. I don't. Corey, what about you? What say you? Come on, do it. Yeah, I, I mean, look, I, I said, although he's no, put Jeffrey on your big Dom- boy pants and tell me, hey. tell me what the final score is going to be. Final score is going to be commanders a score, Cardinals nothing. Uh, we're going to get our first shutout since 1992, <sighs> and we're going to eat Jeffrey Dahmer like, who's Jeffrey Dahmer? That is Jonathan Gannon, and we're going to be the effing murderers he was looking for. Jonathan Gannon is about as ex- as about as inspiring as Bill Peterson from the 1972 Oilers. Dude, I swear, if you watch that speech, I could just picture Sal in his ear saying, "All right, Murr, now, now give them a pep talk, but like, you know, make it uninspiring." I mean, really, like this was seriously. I they did that man such a disservice. I mean, he, oh, uh, it's it's like the it's like the longest tenured employee getting promoted just because he's been there forever. And that that's really how it feels with Gannon as head coach. I mean, it's just absolutely terrible, man. I I didn't even want to come into this pod with all this disrespect, but they just serve it to you, and it's just too easy, and it's just low hanging fruit. And as the team that's normally the mockery, I will grab all the low hanging fruit this week, especially since it's week one. I don't know what the Arizona Cardinals issue has been, just um, not even in recent memory. I say within the past ten years, just the the organizational ineptitude it's i don't know i feel like i feel like they sit there and they just throw darts at the wall for players for coaches and it's like it's ridiculous like a blind man picking out his favorite porno is is ridiculous (laughs) (laughs) i look man i couldn't agree with you more but i mean i guess i mean look at the end of the day just from an organizational standpoint the cap situation is a is a mess I mean, they've got, what, six top 100 picks. I don't know that I mentioned this already. I mean, DraftKings, three and a half wins. No one else has less than six and a half. They're projected to be the last winless team, plus 400. So, I mean, people can say that tanking may not be a real thing, but if it is, the Cardinals are a great example of it. Yeah, you, you can't tank. You can't be bad and tank. You just, you're just damn awful. And, and that's what the Arizona <laughs> Cardinals are. You got to be a good team to tank. I, I hate when people say the Cardinals are tanking. No, they're not. You got to be established. You got to be a dog to tank. That's what tanking is when you're good or you're mildly successful. And then you're like, you know what? We're going to blow ship, ship up. You're terrible. You're just terrible, Kenny. What does Charles Barkley say? He's terrible. You can't do anything. He got to, he, he's like JaVale McGee. He's just terrible, guys. Come on now. Like, it, like, at the end of the day, man, this is just an absolute dumpster fire on and off the field. And I cannot wait to be in Section 305 watching them absolutely get their shit kicked in. And I really have nothing positive to say about them. 100%. And like you said, Section 305, we're all going to be there. It's going to be the most lit section in the stadium. Myself, Parker, 
the burgundy zone guys the bleeding burgundy guys my boys from across the pond the bunker one point safety show josh taylor like we're all gonna be there Corey's gonna be there and he's not sitting in our set he's not in the he's not at the cool kids table but he's still in the same lunchroom sold out guys sold out talking about standing room only and it's gonna be cardinals fans don't travel they don't uh the like the i've been hearing about like the new shit like Corey was telling me like what was it? like they discounting beer or something yeah up until kickoff i think it's like six 75 for um yeah i I mean imagine if we didn't have inflation right now it'd probably go down about four bucks a bottle that that number goes any lower that number goes any lower the uk guys aren't even remember the fucking game oh my gosh if y'all are coming out come say hey red zone lot's gonna be so lit we're all gonna be there um the 405 guys are gonna be there hog farmers are setting up their big tailgate um tailgate ted's got a great tailgate if you've never been to it i'm gonna be going to it for the very first time i'm really really looking forward to that and um nah make sure you get in there i'm i'm gonna try to get in there right when the gates open i want to be there for the pregame just be able to soak it all in take it all in i said this before i'm gonna channel rick doc walker if you are a player for the washington commanders and you cannot get a pulse for this game there's something wrong with you turn your check in send it to charity if you can't get up for this game the biggest game that you're ever that you've probably ever played in in the National Football League with the most people at FedEx Field. If you can't get up for it, it's something wrong with you. You need to go out there, hit the SOB. I'm just gonna say, hit the some bitch. That's a college football type of environment, really. It is. It's gonna be hype, man. You don't need to do drugs. I'm just I'm sniffing and starting around the air, and I'm high off of it right now. I might need to check the gas. It might have a gas leak downstairs. But either way, I'm behind. But I, it, <laughs> this go. is foreign territory, man. I mean, yes. week one last year was upbeat, but like I think the ultimate bottom line from what you're saying, though, Corey, is that this is not only a game that you should not have to be motivated to go into as nope. any part of the organization, but this is a game that good teams win. This is a game that mediocre yep. teams win. So. I, I don't even want to imagine the universe that we would be in or the timeline we would go into if this doesn't go the commander's way. And I mean, really go the commander's way. It's a celebration, man. Even I mean, this really just feels like one big party. Just come hang out in the parking lot. Shit. That's right. We're going to turn I up had a everywhere. Buddy who in the Super Bowl. He didn't even go in. He didn't want to pay. He drove all the way to Miami and sat in the parking lot and listened to the Super Bowl on the radio because he didn't yeah, want to Yeah, do this shit like thing. it's a Taylor Swift concert, yes. man. Yes. Go, let's go. Y'all got me hyped already. <laughs> Yo, Corey, you're gonna have us hype all year. I'm so happy that you're part of this podcast as well as a contributor. I don't even want to call you a contributor. Like you're part of the family here. You do the damn intro and outro. Damn it. <laughs> that's so, it. that's for damn sure. Everyone who's listening here, if you haven't, if you haven't checked out the On the Warpath YouTube channel, go and check it out. Because Corey puts out the absolute best YouTube content in my not so humble opinion. And he does a live stream every game. He's awesome. He's not going to be doing it uh, next Sunday. Halftime. Halftime, I will. Halftime. Halftime. Half there, there you go. There you go. But if y'all don't uh, follow Sanchez405 on Twitter, go follow on Twitter. Go check out On the Warpath. It's the absolute best Washington Commanders YouTube channel that you can find out there. Um, and he's always got great opinions. Like I said, he's going to be bringing the keys to victory for you every single week with Corey's Keys. 
And Parker, you and I will be holding it down regardless, right? Yep, got the fit today. Sunday is a celebration. I mean, just take football completely out of it. It is finally over, and we are finally on to bigger and better things. The dog days are just finally behind us. And I don't expect them to, you know, move mountains on the field despite all the hype going into this year. I still suspect this to be a very good football team, but Sunday really just needs to be about everybody coming together and just really celebrating this new era that we're finally going into. And I, and that doesn't sound like some cheap breaking tea t-shirt design that I'm saying. That's just the God honest truth. Everybody has felt the shift. The shift. Everyone knows that everything's going into a different paradigm. And it's going to be awesome to see all of that finally translate in, into an NFL game on Sunday at FedEx Field, which is also... $40 million, I think I saw, they're, they're putting towards revamping FedEx Field. So we can sit here and talk about where they're going next, but it just seems like at least our home right now is going to be a lot more cozy, and I can't wait to see you guys there. Winning makes everything. Winning yep. fixes – I mean, winning fixes a lot of things that need to be fixed. When we're playing well and when we're winning and we got fans packed in the stands, then it feels like home. That's not home, home and where you make it. Home oh, is boy. where you make it. And I so hope you like to see everybody listening makes it. <laughs> I hope everybody listening makes oh. it home. Makes it home this coming Sunday. Be there. If you can't make it, I'm sure you'll be watching it. Hey, listen, we're going to be part of history. That's the thing. We're going to be part of history. It's going to be awesome. We're going to beat the ever living shit out of the Arizona Cardinals. It's going to be so much fun. I can't wait to see you, Parker. I can't wait to see you, Corey. And hey, listen, for myself, for Pipe Bomb Parker, for Dirty. Sanchez, Mr. Corey Sanchez 405. I had to get it in there. You guys have a great week. Enjoy the game. Peace. Thank you for listening to this episode of the HTTC Podcast. You can find us on Twitter at HTTC Pod, along with links to the show, social media, and the HTTC official store benefiting the Hog Farmers Charity. Until next time, hail to the commanders. Hey, Wild Goose got cut, right? Cooked Goose? Yes. He's, cooked the goose, goose is cooked, right? Yeah, the, the Goose is loose. Literally. The, the Goose is on the loose. The Goose is loose. <laughs> the Goose is loose. I was having too much fun. You had one job. You had one job. Who who the F is this guy? Oh, my name is Fred Hand. <laughs> who the F are you? Oh, you're the, oh fifth, fuck. you're the fifth string quarterback here. Oh, God. Oh, I don't know. Uh, you Whatever. know what the problem. You know what the problem is. The problem is it was too. I had the the stickiest of the icky. See, that's what happens <laughs> when you have Patrick Mahomes arrogance, and you have the delivery of, eh, gosh, I don't know who who we gonna say Jake from. Oh, in shit. New York. Hey, so, from played on. well. Yeah, from stop it. You just well. triggered Freddie. He's on. The, I like he's Jake, on the Jake from bandwagon. Oh, come on now. I'll take hey, I'll take Jake from over fucking Clayton Tunes ass following has been a presentation of the HCTC podcast. Any other use of this podcast or of the descriptions and accounts of this episode without the express written permission of Freddie Ham and Parker Hamlet is prohibited.